Crazy. Well, another thing you've done is, and I haven't read your book yet. I need to mm-hmm. read your book, but you wrote a book. I'm going to yes. put the link to your book on here and everything, but um, tell me a little bit about your book and yeah. tell everybody about your book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically it's my story from um, high school training for cheerleading and going into college cheerleading and the entire journey between that as in in my social life and my faith in Jesus and how it grew and how my faith in Jesus is really what um, gave me the confidence and the strength to be able to train the right way and to be able to make the team. Um, When I was trying out for the team, I had a lot of people that were really, you know, discouraging and they didn't believe in me because I was from a super small town, like I said, in Missouri. Yeah. And they're like, well, no one's ever from the school had ever gone division one in cheerleading in the history of our school. And they're like, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. You know, well, how are you different? And so I had to prove it. There you go. That's <laughs> so, right. And this, you know, your whole story reminds me of The Wizard of Oz. Does it? it uh, you know what? Because you have, you have all that. You had the brains and the heart and the courage and all that. You just needed that coach or somebody to say right hey let's go right that's and, true and yeah. then you end up going to hawaii sorry to interrupt yes. but oh, it no, just hit okay. me like that's that. really good that's really good hey welcome back to another rep my name is steve hagan i love this show and today is no different i have a great friend more than a friend she's my daughter-in-law her name is abby and now it's abby hagan and um oh, there's a lot of reasons i want her on the show um she's an athlete superior athlete, uh, gymnast, and she was a flyer on the Arkansas cheerleading team, which is super awesome, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then how she met my son Nash in Hawaii, and what she's doing, and all that kind of stuff, but what a fantastic story, you wrote a book, so Abby, welcome to the show, welcome Thank to you. another rep, Thanks and so um much. So you became a flyer, but before you became a flyer at Arkansas, I mean, that you don't just show up and become a flyer. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it. What? How did that all happen? How? How? What happened? <laughs> yeah. So um, I started doing gymnastics at the age of nine, and then uh, my goal was to be a um, a gymnast forever. And then I started to. You want to be an Olympic gymnast? I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. Yes. Who was your inspiration? Do you remember? Like, was it? Uh, Sean. Can't remember her yeah, last name, but um, just watching the Olympics, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that's what I want to be. So I wanted to be a gymnast at first, and then um, there was this girl when I was, uh, I was, let's see, when I was, probably could cut that out. <laughs> Sorry, um, we're not cutting I was anything going, out. We're not we're cutting anything out. Keep okay, going. <laughs> my ramble. Um, so Abby I was, said, "This is my first podcast I've ever done." I'm like, perfect, <laughs> <laughs> perfect, awesome. Um, so. I was going into junior high, and there was a girl that told me that um, she thinks that I could never be a cheerleader, and I should just stay a gymnast. And so that actually motivated me, and I said, well, I think I'm going to prove you wrong. There you go. Yeah, so um, I tried out for the cheerleading squad, and I made it, so then I was I fell in love with it. I fell did she love. make it? She did not. <laughs> <laughs> she did not make it. Too bad for her. Yep. No, we don't hate. We don't hate. <laughs> So, um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it was a good feeling making the team. And then I just fell in love with the sport of cheerleading. I learned how to fly. Um, so what is flying? Tell everybody what flying is. Yeah. So flying. I've met two flyers in my life. Really? (laughs) You and Kenzie Tate. I gotta get get, get her on too. Oh yeah. So flying is like, you could do all girl stunting or you could do guy stunting. 
um, where three girls will hold you up in the air above their head yeah. with their arms extended. Um, you can do a bunch of different tricks that way. Yeah. Or you could stunt with a guy partner, which is what we do in college. Right. And um, it's just one guy. And he will throw you above his head. We do basket tosses as well yeah. with a few guys involved. And they throw you, you know, 15, 20 feet in the air. And oh, you yeah. Can do a bunch of tricks. And so, launch you up there. Yeah, I get launched, which is super fun. I fell in love with the sport of doing that. So ever since I've been addicted Did you to it. work out a lot on a trampoline to get get your mind right or get yes. ready to do all that? Or? Absolutely. So I actually had a trampoline growing up like my whole life uh-huh. and until I was... Uh, graduated high school, <laughs> I really? would bounce on it every single day after. And you were doing like backflip, twist, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So a huge thing with um, tumbling and stunting and all of that stuff, you know, gymnastics um, is mental. You know, it's like I went through so many periods in my life where I had mental blocks for certain skills and things that my body would do in the air. And a huge thing that helps me get through that was visualization. Mm. So I visualized myself doing it perfect over and over again. And um, then that way I could conquer my fears and do it exactly how I'd pictured it. So that was one part of it. The second part of it is actually doing it. Yeah. So you, you got to get that coach to encourage you. You yes. obviously had some good coaching along the way. I had amazing coaches. Yeah. yeah. I'm the type of person that needs like positive encouragement I think and positive does. reinforcement. So. <laughs> It wouldn't really work if, you know, I was doing a skill in the air, flipping upside down. They're like, oh, you suck. You can't do it. You know, that yeah. would completely discourage me and I would get a mental block. So um, I had some amazing coaches that said, hey, you can do this and let's do it now. You know, yeah. and, um, they really encouraged me and they pushed me and I practiced. I practiced outside of practice. I practiced on my own. I practiced on my trampoline. Driven. I was, yeah, super driven. So how, I mean, it's, you're practicing on trampoline and yeah. you pretty much can land anywhere. Anywhere. Yes. I mean, within reason, you got to land on the mat, right? Right. But when you're flying, you got to land in that guy's hand. Yes. Sometimes it's one hand. He's like catching <laughs> yeah. you. He's like throwing you up and catching you on one hand above right. his head. Your two feet on his one hand or your mm-hmm. one foot on his two hands. I mean, that's a phenomenal skill. Thank you. How do you get that that trust factor that, like you said, to overcome that mental block yeah. of, I mean. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there are times when I have been dropped and um, it's I'm also taught how to fall. Yeah. So if I fail, if I fall, or if the guy fails, I know how to fall that I'm not going to break my neck. Right. Um, so I was taught that <laughs> early very on. Very first day. <laughs> <laughs> very first day. This is how you fall. This is how you break. You know, all your energy coming down. So um, I was taught that, and then also just practice over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, um, if I get a new partner or a new stunt group that I'm working with, starting with the basics. And then, you know, working my way up um, and just, yeah, doing it over and over again builds that trust. And yeah. then, of course, visualization. Because if I don't picture myself doing it right or doing it perfect, then I'm most of the time I'm going to fail. Did you all watch like videotapes of other teams doing it or? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's another thing, too, that helps yeah. me with visualization. Like if I've especially if it's a new skill. Right. You know, I'm like, well, how am I supposed to do this? And the coach is explaining like yeah. through words. But I'm like, well, I need to see it. I need to visualize it, how I'm supposed to do this, how my body's going to move that way. So, um, yeah, our coach would show us like either people in the gym, you know, they do a skill or we watch videos. Um, a lot of times my coach would video me yeah. so then I could see what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, that's huge. We do that in football all the time. But yeah. You know, I didn't know. I mean, it's obvious they would do it in in gymnastics and and uh, cheerleading. Cheerleading is like 
gymnastics with a loud voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get 100,000 Arkansas yeah. fans amped up. <laughs> I know. That's kind of fun, though. That's Super really fun. fun. They um, did you Were you on any of those cheer teams that like took their whole team down to Disney and did all that? Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Yeah. You went down to Disney World yeah. and did that? Um, I didn't go to Disney World, but I went. Um, so I was on a competitive cheerleading squad yeah. aside, outside of me being on a school team right. growing up. So um, I did competitive cheerleading for three years, and we went to um, You're Dallas, traveling all over the place. Kansas, Topeka, yeah, yeah, all over the place. Is that super fun? So much fun. Very nerve-wracking because you only have like two or three minutes to perform a routine that you've been working on for like a year. Perfect. You know? It's got to be so, perfect, too. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've, you know, messed up yeah. <laughs> when you're out there and you just kind of pick it up and you have to keep going because you have an entire team um, counting on you. You know, right. it's a team effort. So. Yeah. That's, you know what, that, like you said, it's a team effort. Yeah. And it's hard to get everybody doing the exact same thing perfectly right. And when it goes yeah. that way, there's nothing like it. Yeah. There really is nothing like it. I think that's yeah. so cool. What, um, so... Then how did you get on Arkansas's cheerleading team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, the experience I had from um, you know doing competitive cheerleading helped right. me a lot because I'm from a small town in Missouri, so my high school cheerleading team wasn't very advanced, and I wanted to be advanced, you yeah. know. So I had to learn outside of that. So, so I didn't that's rely. when you got on like a travel. Yes, team. so I was on the travel, you know, competitive cheer squad. So I learned. Um, a lot there but then I also had private lessons I think that was probably the biggest um, thing that helped me the most because I had private lessons with a guy Mm. and that was I learned how to stunt with a guy because that's what we do in college yeah was he a former college cheerleader yeah yeah and so um, a few different guys taught me how to partner stunt and that's essential for cheering in college which I didn't get that experience cheering in high school right and to be on those cheer teams those college mm -hmm. cheer teams that's competitive Super competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Because first of all, it's it's so fun to do because you're yeah. in front of all the people, in front of the team and all that kind of stuff. And you get to travel with the team yeah. or separately together kind of, but mm-hmm. you're part of the big picture. You're part yeah. of the big team, which is so fun. And um, when you get to do that, you know, you're just at a, you're at a different level of cheering, really, mm-hmm. honestly. It's a sport. It yeah. is a sport. It is, totally. It's because you guys are so athletic. You tumble and... and Backhand spring across the field 50 times. Yeah, I love doing that. (laughs) I do. I've done that a lot. How many can you do in a row? I think the most I've done is like 15 or backhand springs. Oh my gosh, I would throw up. I can't. I'd want (laughs) to throw up. So crazy. Well, another thing you've done is, and I haven't read your book yet. I need Mm -hmm. to read your book, but you wrote a book. I'm going to put the link to your book on here and everything. But um, tell me a little bit about your book. Yeah. Tell everybody about your book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically it's my story from um, high school training for cheerleading and going into college cheerleading and the entire journey between that as in, in my social life and my faith in Jesus and how it grew and how my faith in Jesus is really what um, gave me the confidence and the strength to be able to train the right way and to be able to make the team. Um, when I was trying out for the team, I had a lot of people that were really, you know, discouraging and they didn't believe in me because I was from a super small town, like I said, in Missouri. Yeah. And they're like, well, no one's ever from the school had ever gone division one in cheerleading in the history of our school. And they're like, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. You know, well, how are you different? And so I had to 
prove it. There you go. That's <laughs> so, right. That's what the book is about. Is um, What's it called? Um, My Journey to Varsity Cheerleading. Oh, that's awesome. So that's the first book. Um, and the reason it's named to Varsity Cheerleading is because that's where the story starts. Is As a freshman, I was trying out to be a varsity cheerleader. I did not make the team. And it was actually this entire political scam. It came out several years later that they shredded my results that I actually made the team and had the highest score, but they shredded it because they chose their favorite girls that they wanted hey, on their don't team. don't worry about it. This is going to be a Disney movie here in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was on the JV team while there were girls on the varsity team that couldn't flip or couldn't even do a jump or anything. And they were so mean and hateful to me that entire year, you know, oh, varsity gets to do this, varsity gets to go do that. And I was like, oh, I just want to, you know, I'm going to make a college team someday. I'm on a competitive cheerleading squad and I can flip. And it just gave me so much like drive, you know, so yeah. that actually really helped me. That failure is what helped me to yeah. be a college cheerleader. Yeah. I think when, um, you know, you win and you lose, right? If you win, you win, but sometimes we lose, we feel lost yeah. or we feel like a loser unless you learn. Yeah, exactly. And then if you learn from your loss, it tosses you into a whole nother, you know, it right. catapult. Like exactly. I tell my guys when I'm coaching them, competition either catapults you or crushes you. Mm. It just depends on what you're made of on the yeah. inside. And it catapulted you to a whole nother level. Those girls that were on the varsity, they didn't go any further. They weren't. No, they didn't. <laughs> when, you were, when you were on those rosters at Arkansas, you weren't looking around going, hey, where are all those girls from Joplin? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were still at Joplin. But whatever. So that's cool. So that's your yeah. book. And then yeah, that's my book. Who, um, you said uh, you got introduced to Jesus or you became more faithful or say that again. How And how, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah. So I was actually um, born and raised in church, going to church, but my relationship with Jesus really started around that time because I had, um, up until then I had put like, you know, all my faith and my happiness really in, you know, whatever I was doing, yeah. if that was, you know, gymnastics, if that was even cheerleading, if that was, you know, I had a crush on some guy for forever, it never happened. And <laughs> I put all like my happiness in that writing on those things that would come true. And when like it, none of that came true, you know, I was just like shattered. Yeah. And after I didn't make the varsity team, I was shattered. And um, after that guy rejected me, I was shattered. And I just went through this period of time where I was like, well, why am I placing my happiness in these things that will never fulfill me? Even if it came true, even if I did make the team, it would never fulfill me. Yeah. So that's really when I started like having my own relationship with God, you know, reading the Bible on my own yeah. and just really taking like ownership of my faith. And that is really honestly what gave me the strength um, and drive and desire and everything I needed to, you know, um, become a an Arkansas cheerleader. So then you go from having a su hugely successful career cheering at Arkansas and you guys went to bowl games and did some stuff and that, that's super fun. And, um, and then you get an opportunity to go to Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> how did that all come down? Because how many people moved from Missouri to Hawaii? You were the only girl that did that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I went through a period of time, uh, my senior year of college, when, you know, everybody is applying to jobs. And... This, you know, your whole story reminds me of The Wizard of Oz. Does it? <laughs> it does, you know what? Because you have you have all that. You had the brains and the heart and the courage and all that. You just needed that coach or somebody to say, right. hey, 
Let's go. Right. That's and, true. And yeah. then you end up going to Hawaii. Sorry to interrupt, yes. but oh, it no, just hit okay. me like that. That's really good. That's really good. Um, yeah. So it was the last semester of my um, college years. And um, like, you know, there's so many people that are applying to jobs and they're like, oh, I'm getting this job and I'm making this much money and I'm doing this and this and this. And I'm like, that's awesome. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. And then I was like, well, I've always wanted to live in Hawaii, but... You know, when I was younger and I said I wanted to live in Hawaii, people were like, oh, that's so cute. You have a dream. You should go for it. And then as I got older, people were like, eh, you should probably be more realistic and like cut it back, you know, and like stay around this area. Um, you know, and I was like, well, but I always had a dream to go to Hawaii. So why not? Yeah, you know, so right. I started applying to jobs and I actually got rejected. You don't want to go to the Paradise Island Cafe in yeah. uh, <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. So, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to move to Hawaii. And I just felt like God was like. By myself. Yeah. I was like, I just feel like God's like calling me to Hawaii. So I applied to so many jobs in Hawaii and I actually got rejected by all of them. All of them. (laughs) And I was like, should I give up now or what? You know, I I didn't know what I was going to do. And I actually went through this period of time for a few months. How old are you now? 20, 21? 20 years old. Okay. Yeah, 20. And um, I was, I went through a period of time. This is the only, well, one of the only periods of time in my life where I was just like, God, what, what is going on? Like, where do you want me? You know, I had thought you wanted me in Hawaii, but like none of the jobs worked out, you know, and all the other places I applied to, like that didn't work out either. I don't feel called anywhere else but Hawaii. And I just saw closed doors. And so I was like, what? What jobs were you applying for? Um, hospitality jobs because yeah. that was my major. Working at like the Hilton or something. Yeah, like hotels. Yeah. And they're like, well, if you're not a resident of Hawaii yet, okay, yeah. then we're not going to hire you. And I was like, well, how's this even going to work? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's right. You know, so I was like, you know, God, what is going on? And so I actually went through this period of time where I pushed- So you put limits on God. Yeah. You said, I wanted him to get me one of those jobs. Exactly. He didn't have that job in mind. Exactly. For you. <laughs> he had a much bigger picture in mind, but I couldn't see that at the time. Yeah. So during that period of time in my life, I actually pushed God away. Hmm. And um, that was not smart. <laughs> so I pushed God away and I was like, you know what? I will take matters in my own hands. And it still didn't work out for me. And then one day, um, this girl, she invited me to a Bible study. And I was like, I don't really go to Bible studies anymore. And she said, well, there's going to be chocolate cupcakes there. And I was like, well, I might go. (laughs) So (laughs) that's honestly what drew me in. That's how we do it. (laughs) That's what drew me in. So I went there. I showed up. I was eating a cupcake in the back. And this guy um, was up at the front of the room. And he was talking about um, Jesus on the cross. It was um, Holy Week, you Mm. know, leading up to Easter. And he started crying. And he had, like, so much passion and enthusiasm. Um in his voice, like about Jesus dying on the cross. And I realized in that moment, that's what I wanted. Mm. And I was lacking that. And so I went home that night and I was just like, God, you know what? I'm rededicating my life to you. I was like, I want what he had. I need that passion back All in my life. All over a chocolate cupcake. I know, right? <laughs> it's just so much the power of food really. And now you know why Jesus people. fed the five thousand or 25, Exactly. <laughs> right? Makes sense. Um, yeah. So, uh, I rededicated my life to God and I was just like, you know what? I trust in you. If you want me to live in Hawaii, I'm going to live in Hawaii um, at some point in my life. But if you want me to work here, I will do whatever you want me to do, God. I want to serve you. Yeah. And um, it was really cool because I got rebaptized and the pastor that rebaptized me 
was connected to another pastor in Missouri who was just called to start a church in Hawaii <laughs> and was looking for people that he needed to be missionaries. There you go. So I was rebaptized, and if I hadn't have done that, sometimes he then... shows up, sometimes he shows off. Yes. So, um, long story short, um, you're moving to Hawaii. I moved to Hawaii. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was really incredible. And what'd you do when you got there? Um, so I lived there for two years, and I lived at the church. I you took lived on, on the Big Island, the Big Island of Hawaii, okay. in a town called Waimea. Okay. Yeah. And um, I did a lot of different jobs because it was a church plant. So I did. How many people went to the church? We started out with seven. There you go. <laughs> a small group. You started Very out small with a group. small group. Yeah, we started out with seven, and then um, by the time we left, we grew to about 70. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> Thank Ten you. Ten times. Yeah. And you got to learn everything. I got to learn everything. I did um, Bible studies, and I was the event planner. I was the buyer for the church, helped buy supplies. Um, I was also the janitor. <laughs> I <laughs> did the social media. I did photography. Um, yeah, did you preach? Um, no, but I got to do like stand up and do the announcements yeah. and share my testimony a few times and stuff. So <laughs> I was up there a few times. How fun. Yeah. That's super cool. I love that story. And then, um, so you, you take that. Did you coach cheerleading in Hawaii at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How'd that go? That was an amazing you, To me, experience. you'd just be a great coach. Cause oh, you got thank a, you. um, you first of all, you've done it very well, very successfully, and uh, you just have a great spirit about you. So I think, well, thank you for you to, um, you know, take all those girls or guys that were like you that don't have that confidence to to flip and twist mm -hmm. or to land on somebody's hand or something like that. Yeah, you can break it down for them. Mm -hmm. I think. I think. I don't know. Yeah. So um, that was like part of the community outreach of our church was like we need to get out in the community and we need to you know um you know live life with these people we need to help them and you know be involved in the community so um I had an opportunity with the local high school it was a private um school in Hawaii called HPA and I became the assistant cheer coach there and along with doing everything along with doing everything else <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, I was actually able to form a bible study um, from just, you know, hanging out with the girls and talking to them. And then I invited them to a Bible study and we started like a cheer girls Bible study. So it was super cool, but, um, it was amazing just getting to teach the girls, you know, from like my experience being in college, yeah, you know, to a high school level and, um, them conquering their fears and doing new skills and stuff. So that was really cool to see that. Yeah. That's cool. You'll have a little girl and you'll teach her how to cheer. And yes. Flip and bounce, <laughs> flip and, bounce and twist so. and all that kind of stuff. You'll do that. Um, one of the last things I want to make sure we talk about is you have a jewelry business. Yes, I do. Tell me about how, what inspired that, what you're doing with it. Um, just tell everybody what's going on with that jewelry business because it's really yeah. cool. Well, thank you it's, so much. You're taking stuff from Hawaii, the islands, the shells and all sorts of stuff and making it super cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, so with the jewelry business, the original reason for starting it is to help um, employ women that have been in trafficking. Mm. So um, I wanted to start it in Hawaii, and the goal is to expand it to other countries, um, you know, Thailand, Africa, and other places, just to employ women that have been, you know, traumatized in that way. Yeah. And help them get on their feet by providing them a job. 
So by providing them a job, um, they would be learning how to make jewelry. So me just starting out, I have to learn how to make the jewelry myself right. <laughs> before I can teach somebody else. So what I wanted... a journey that has been. Yeah, it's been a full year, I think, of me learning from another mentor, you know, yeah. how to silversmith and solder metals together. Where to buy this stuff. Where to buy this stuff, because everybody seems to keep all that stuff a secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a lot of, you know, trial and error and stuff, but um, it's been an amazing journey. So I'm just starting out. Um, I just made a brand new collection. It's called the Hawaii Collection, and it launches on February 7th. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Do you have a website? I do. What's it called? It's Void. Let's not keep that a secret like yes. all the other. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, good point. It's called VoyJewelry.com. So Voy spelled V-O-Y. Okay. And that actually ties in the rest of my story because the church I worked at was called Voyage Ministries. Oh, nice. So it's short for Voyage. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll put that on the link so whoever gets on here can uh, can look at it. But I love having you on the show. Thank you. It's been awesome. I don't think I have any more questions. Okay. I feel like I interrogated you deeply enough. And, it's been uh, great. It's just been fun. What's another rep mean to you? Another rep means consistency. Um, when you're consistent at something, you know, your passion or whatever you're working towards, um, you might not see results, you know, the next day or two, but, you know, doing another rep and having that consistency, you will see results. There you go. Always repping, right? Yes. Always repping. Thanks, Abby. Thank you. All right. We are out. All right, little Miss Abby, thank you so much for coming on another rep. I really, really appreciate you taking the time and the sincerity and just sharing your story with everybody because I know your reps help everybody else's reps that are listening to this. If you like it, hit subscribe, hit share, share this with your friends, your family, your teammates, your coaches, your players, you know, whoever you want to share it with, share it because we're all connected all the time. Abby's story helps our story. It's helped my story. I love, I just watched you, Abby, on a uh, Instagram post and you did a back handspring into the guy, catches you, he launches you in the air, you do a flip and a twist and you land on his one hand above his head with your one foot and your other foot's above your head. Incredible athlete, courageous athlete, trusting that guy to do all that and you you do what you do. I mean, it's just phenomenal. You're going to be a great coach one day when you choose to do that, if you choose to do that. But until then, you just keep repping, you just keep flying through life. And um, if you like this, hit subscribe. Share this with your friends, your family, your teammates, your players, whoever whoever you want to. Because I, I believe we're all connected all the time. And I just believe reps, our reps help other people's reps. How we're going through this crazy journey called life. And if we can get our reps to help somebody else's reps or we learn from somebody else's reps, it's all good. It's all good. So until the next time we rep... Make it a great day because I am out. 